What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets in the car, while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Hey everybody, welcome to Mini Crush. Mini Crush. <laughs> I said that like M-A-N-Y. Yeah, we're having a bunch of these crushes today. How you doing? I'm good, man. Chuck, the marathon man, Bryant. It's <laughs> a movie reference. You want to explain what, what you mean by that? And also a reference to Chuck's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um Stamina. Oh, stamina. That's the, exactly the word. <laughs> Podcast stamina. Chuck, uh, friends, um, recorded, I think, somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 hours, I'm going to call it, just a roundup of <laughs> podcast content over a, like, three-day span. And he's still standingly sitting right now, but, you know, you can tell the tale. So why don't you tell the tale, Chuck? Yeah, so it was 17 podcast episodes Whew. over, like, six or seven days because I just got back from my L.A. trip. Where I squeezed in seven movie crush interviews mm. and then stuff you should know. We do these minis. Yep. A couple of other little things brewing. And I was like, why am I burnt out? And I started counting in my head. I was like, oh, that's why. And you were like trying to do one <laughs> more thing and your mouth couldn't make words anymore, right? Well, what's funny is after I did five movie crushes back to back in L.A. one day. And at the end of it, I was doing uh, two different intro outro parts, and I literally started like like I couldn't make words doing the Brando. 
Yeah, and yeah. I didn't get a chance to eat anything all day because I was just in the studio. So I was like, man, I'm mouth fatigued. Mm-hmm. Yep, it's a it's a real phenomenon. It really in, have in you the experienced podcast it? industry? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was weird, man. I was like, man, I can't make words. Mm-hmm. I hope you got yourself some nice uh, sushi or something after that as a as a reward. Well, you know what? I walked right across the street from the studio because I was just dying and bellied up to a bar and had a cheeseburger. Cool. <laughs> Nothing like a good L.A. cheeseburger. L.A. is a burger town. Oh, man. Great burgers mm-hmm. all over the place. Yeah. Uh, and then I went and took a dip in the hotel pool. Indoor or outdoor? Uh, outdoor. Cool. And then later that night when it was proper dinner time, I went and had dinner with my friend Ben Acker. Oh, nice. From the Miller's Crossing episode. I liked him. Where'd you guys go? Well, Ben and I, uh, are we always get some sort of Asian cuisine. Because he's way down with that. Sure. And uh, we went to Chinatown and just went nuts on nice. some delicious Chinese That's food. That's awesome. Like old school. I'm glad you had a good time. Shout out to the Plum Tree Inn. Oh, wow. In okay. Chinatown. I'll put that on my list. <laughs> so I'm back. Things are calming down. Although I do have a regular movie crush later this afternoon. And I'm delighted. Uh, Miss Casey Wilson, who... If you typed her name in and Googled her, you would recognize her. She was a Saturday Night Live cast member for a couple of years, has been in a bunch of comedy stuff. She's hysterical and wonderful. And she just emailed me. She's a friend of Janet Varney's and a Stuff You Should Know fan. And, like, asked for my email just to say, like, hey, I think you guys are great, and I've always been a fan. I want to let you know that. And I'm, you know, in Atlanta shooting stuff, and that made me think of you. And I was like, well, let's get you in here for Movie Crush. So Casey's coming in this afternoon. We're going to talk about Clue. She was in the uh, last episode of the most recent Curb Your Enthusiasm season as a character named Marie, who I can't rightly place, but I loved that season, so I'm sure I loved her in it. Yeah, she's great. So uh, anyway, finishing this week's Strong, Noel, let's get going here. I'm going to start out with Hollywood history. Hollywood history. And the story of Alan Smithy. Ah, uh, yes, the infamous Alan Smithy. Do you know about this? I just know it's like a, well, no, yes, but I want to hear more. I want to hear, <laughs> hear the deets. I know the broad strokes. Well, the broad strokes, uh, either A-L-A-N or A-L-L-E-N, usually A-L-A-N, Smithy, S-M-I-T-H-E-E, is, if you've seen this on a movie credit for director, it is a pseudonym for film directors who don't want their name on a project. So if you've directed a movie... You don't feel like um, – like there's got to be a reason. It can't just be like I screwed up and made a bad movie. It has to be – like you have to present a case to the DGA and they have to uh, – like like a panel and they have to uh, not ratify but just give it the okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you have to present a case basically that you – it was sort of out of your hands to such a degree that you could not get your vision out there. And then they invoke the Alan Smithy rule. Invoke the Alan Smithy uh, Smithy rule. So if you're dissatisfied with your film and you can prove that you lost creative control at some point and it was not your fault, supposedly, uh, you can get Alan Smithy or what rather you could. That is until about 18 years ago. So from 1968 to the year 2000, you could invoke Alan Smithy uh, to take the place of your real name. So your name isn't attached to a stinker. Really interesting. Trying to look up some recent entries. Yeah, I've got a few down here, but uh, pre-1968, you could not do this. The first movie that the pseudonym was used was on a movie called Death of a Gunfighter, 
And interestingly, Death of a Gunfighter supposedly is not some terrible movie. It even got decent reviews, but the director was replaced uh, and it ended up being directed by two dudes and neither one of them, they thought, I guess they didn't think like this movie's awful, but neither one of them thought that they had their own vision uh, on screen. So neither one of them wanted their name on it. It ended up getting okay reviews and I believe even Roger Ebert said uh, something in his review about director Alan Smithy, a name I'm not familiar with yet, which is kind of funny. I'll tell you what's funny, Chuck, and it makes perfect sense, is uh, there is a page for Alan Smithy on IMDb. Sure. And it has 108 entries. <laughs> yeah, because some of them, I think some writers have been able to use the name here and there, but it's generally thought of as a as a director's trick. So uh, part of the deal, though, is is you are not allowed to talk about it again. You're not allowed to like go out and tell your story to the press um, it's it's sort of like a court case where you just have to shut up about it. A lot of them, though, on the page do have, um, uh, in parentheses, really Kevin Yeager. They're <laughs> like, yeah, you know, <laughs> exactly. So it, it is known, <laughs> <laughs> right? So it's sort of like, what's the point, even? Uh, and then finally, in 1998, it, it sort of jumped the shark in a weird meta way uh, because Arthur Hiller, who is a great director, uh, directed a film called an Alan Smithy film colon. Burn Hollywood Burn, which was about a man named Alan Smithy, who was a director who wanted to uh, disavow his own film, but couldn't do so because his name was Alan Smithy. Get it? This is a joke, right? <laughs> no, it was a real movie. What? No, I mean, this is is this a this is a, a documentary? No, it was a movie. Okay, a movie. A, okay, okay, that's what I'm saying. It's like it's a, a fiction. That's that's funny. Yeah, and to add another meta layer on top of this, and by the way, I hate even saying meta, but that's. You know, people know what I mean. Saying meta is so meta, Chuck. <laughs> I'm just so tired of that. I was tired of it when it started. Uh, but Arthur Hiller said that uh, his producer interfered such that he didn't even have creative control over his Alan Smithy movie. So he, Alan Smithy, the Alan Smithy movie, and that may have been the last straw to where the Director's Guild was like, fuck this, no more. Did you find where the actual name came from, though, where they lifted that name from? Yeah, I believe it was originally Alan Smith, and they said, that's too common. There are Alan Smiths out there. Right. Uh, and so they changed it at first to uh, Smithy with one E, and I guess that wasn't even bizarre enough. Yeah. So finally they made it Smithy with two E's, which is just not even a name. That's right, because that's the kicker, right? you got to have a name that's not floating out there all over the place. Otherwise, it's right. going to piss people off. Right. Mm -hmm. Interesting, Chuck. So that's the story of Alan Smithy. Here's a few. I mean, most of the movies you haven't heard of because they're truly dog shit. But uh, Dennis Hopper directed a movie called Catch Fire, a thriller with Jodie Foster that he had his name removed from. Uh, Hellraiser Bloodline. Yeah. Uh, clearly one of the lesser Hellraisers. Yeah, there's like 15 of those, and like most of them are direct-to-video. <laughs> oh, right. well, yeah, I believe that's one of them. <laughs> They just have that mask lying around. They're like, well, we might as well use it. Yeah, and eventually the the guy that um, made that role famous of Pinhead wasn't even involved anymore. Sure. Uh, Mighty Ducks, the movie, colon, the first face-off. This is like some kind of weird Mighty Ducks prequel. I have no sequel idea. Sequel thing. Why would you call your movie Mighty Ducks, the movie, as yeah. opposed to what? Mighty Ducks, the other movie? I don't That's know. That's weird. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland in 2000, he just got in under the wire, uh, directed a movie called Woman Wanted that he wanted his name taken off of. And then there was one called Let's Get Harry in 1986 that I actually saw 
uh, I think it was sort of like a uh, an MIA soldier uh, recovery. Like these dudes go back and get their buddy from a prison camp. And I believe it starred one of the Eagles. I think Glenn Fry was in that movie. One on the list that I've seen, I remember seeing it, it was on TV. It was called The Birds 2 Land's End. <laughs> really? Yep. You saw that? I saw it. On, I remember as a kid, saw it at my grandfather's house. It was on TV. How do you get... Uh, how do you get away with doing a sequel to a Hitchcock film? I don't know. I guess it's one of those things like um, that bad lieutenant port of call in New Orleans where, uh, where they had the rights to the name and they just were like, hey, let's make a movie. Though that movie is great, by the way. Bad the, lieutenant the, port of call? Yeah, it's awesome. It's a it's a Werner Herzog movie. Oh, really? Uh-huh. It's just a weird branding. Uh, but was conundrum. that the Nick Cage? Yeah, yeah. So he played the bad lieutenant. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's a whole different movie, not connected to the first one at all, but it's really good. But huh. a weird... But yeah. was was it the same deal though? He was a, a cop that yeah. would like masturbate on cars that he yeah, pulls over. He would like rob pharmacies <laughs> and was just like a total pillhead junkie right. psychopath. Yeah, yeah. Boy, I remember that first one with Harvey Keitel. It's nuts. Jeez, what a movie! It's a very upsetting film. The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to Bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. All right, so we're going to move on. Uh, We're going to keep the trope time run going because, as I said, we are – we're going to use everyone's tropes that that mailed in, and by mailed in, 
like a 47-year-old, I mean Facebooked. They didn't send actual letters in the post. No, no more snail mail. All right. So Lee Dallas says more of a TV thing, but a three-hour car ride in L.A. traffic from the police station to the person of interest house. But all of the exposition is saved for the 30-second walk from the car to the front door. Interesting. Eh, maybe they'll listen to podcasts the rest of the time. Yeah. Sure. There's lots of things you can do to, to pass the time in a car ride. But you would think exposition would be first on the list. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Mike Burdett, when stuff only happens in the microwave after the timer hits zero. Uh, example I can think of is the explosive in gross point blank. I don't know. Is that? Oh, I, I guess I see what he means. He says, you know, a microwave is heating the entire time. You know what? I got a really nasty one that came to mind. There was a movie called The Willies. Do you remember this movie? No. It was like an anthology horror gross-out thing from the 80s. And there's one story about a woman who puts her dog in the microwave to dry it off. Oh, good Lord. And as soon as it hits zero, the dog explodes. Really? Right when it hits zero, though. So that's right on point there. All right. Yeah. Jeez, I don't want to see that. No, you definitely don't. What an awful thing. Mm-hmm. Was that directed by Alan Smithy? Probably. <laughs> Sean Astin was in one of the bits, though. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Huh. You know, he's coming through Atlanta for a, a con. A con, yeah. And uh, I'd love to get him in here. You can con him into it. I'm gonna... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Dad jokes. I know. <laughs> Mike Sam says, what about when they uh, you go to shoot a handgun, nothing happens, then someone else tries one more time to shoot the gun when the shot is not needed, and then the gun fires? Like, oh, this thing's out of bullets. Mm-hmm. And then they, like, aim it at the ceiling. Right. Yeah, that's that's not one that I can think of an example of right, right off the bat. Well, interestingly, it's in the movie Clue that I just watched last night. Okay, see? So I guess it does happen. That's cool. Alan Bush says the heroes are about to be captured or eaten by villains, predators, etc. But at the last minute, one of them throws a rock, distracting them, who all go to see what the noise was. The hero escapes. Yeah, is that a trope? The old rock throw? <laughs> I mean, I could see... It, it could be anything, though. It could be a rock. It could be a piece of metal. It could be any, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to have to put a pin in that one. I'm not sure about that one. All right. Nina Forbes says um, the, the classic move where the driver of the car is not clearly not paying attention at all to driving. I'm sure. And it's also clearly like some kind of bad green screen job where they're oh, not driving yeah. at all. The old rear screen projection. <laughs> and they're talking to each other <laughs> and just like, dude, come on. You're going you're gonna to kill everybody. Yeah, I think that's a skill uh, that an actor forgets, uh, like, a good actor will make it appear like they're driving and make it realistic because nine times out of ten, that car is on a trailer being pulled. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called a camera car. And uh, although when we shot Stuff You Should Know, there were quite a few driving scenes and we just, you know, rigged cameras in the car and really drove. Yeah. Which helps. Sure. And nowadays you got like GoPros and stuff, you know, if you're doing like an indie. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of people use those for yeah. Shots. Yeah. What was funny is there was one scene in Stuff You Should Know TV when we we were driving and we were actually in the scene and acting and I pulled up to a stoplight and in the middle of the scene, this guy at the corner yells at us, hey, are those HD cameras? <laughs> oh, the glorious early aughts. <laughs> yeah, we were like, uh, yes, they are, sir. Uh-huh. And now you've been on television. <laughs> yeah. uh, Alaire Allison, beautiful name, says the character... Uh, which is usually kid in a horror movie, um, always ignores the don't go in there or don't open that door trope. Sure. Of course. Not to mention uh, running upstairs to escape. As opposed to? Out the fucking door. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I get what you mean. Sure, like, let's get out of here, and they run upstairs. Oh, my God, there's no exit. 
Uh, Rachel O'Reilly says, jumping down from a bridge onto a moving train and sticking the landing, no problem. That's yeah, you'd, you'd think it would just fly, your, fly out from under you. There's you know? no way. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, I, I, uh, many years ago, at, at the very beginning, in fact, I remember the date, actually, because it was 90210. It was September 2nd. 2010 was the day I hung out with Luke Perry. Oh, wow. Ironically. Is he a dreamboat? Uh, you know, he was a very cool guy. He he was in town for one of the, uh, for Dragon Con, and my friend Jim Isa had directed him in a, in a movie and came to town, and Luke Perry wanted to hang out, so we all hung out. Nice. On 90210 day. Isn't that funny? What do you mean on 90210 day? It was September 2nd, 2010, 90210. Oh, my gosh. That's... It's very meta. Yeah. But anyway, the reason I mention this is because he was making at the time, and he may still be, these lifetime westerns. Sure. And he was like, you know what, man? It's great. He's like, I'm still acting. I have a good time. They pay me okay. And I get to, like, last week I got to have a fight scene on top of a train. Uh-huh. And he's like, I've always wanted to do that. Who, who wouldn't? <laughs> you know? Good attitude. That's Luke pretty Perry. cool. He was, uh, he was in some series, like, called Jericho or something, or... I don't know. It was like a post-apocalyptic TV series. That I, I kinda, think I've I kinda, heard of that. I kind of liked. I didn't see it. Yeah. Good one? It was all right. Morgan Wheat says, in older scary movies, as a monster killer is approaching the woman, uh, she just screams in terror as they zoom in on her face. She doesn't run away. She just stands there screaming. It's because her mind is broken, Chuck. Yeah. She's been shattered by existential <laughs> dread. <laughs> That's true. And, it, you know, if she just ran off screaming, the scene would be over. Totally. Uh, Christine Tompkins uh, not sure if it's a trope, but I love watching cop mystery shows and movies when detectives walk into a crime scene with coffee and sometimes even food. No, I think that's totally a trope. You know, the detective, like, walking in a crime scene with, like, a bagel. Oh, yeah. And a, and a coffee. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's like, I mean, that, that's like set dressing 101 kind of stuff. Or like like, like like the bag, the grocery bag with the, with the lettuce hanging out or whatever. Yeah, I mean, the baguettes it, and the it, lettuce. It's literally like that. Yes, absolutely. And he's all, and it's it's almost to imply that he's done this so much, he's so grizzled right. that he's not shaken by it at all. He's gonna go on eating his bagel, you know, <laughs> drinking his coffee and his dad of the year mug or whatever. You know, he's just just like <laughs> number just, one cop. This is just another day in the life of Lieutenant <laughs> McNulty. Uh, Christine uh, points out that she's pretty sure this probably isn't even allowed because it would contaminate the crime scene. You know, and I'm sure she's probably right. You know, what your bagel crumbs on the floor. It could got be some, evidence got down some there. cream cheese down there. Oh, no. All right, we'll do one more. Abby Zakos. What is up with these great names, Noel? They're just great names. Are we boring? No. <laughs> with we just, our names? We, 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 we just, it's not up to us, Chuck. We just like good names. Yeah. I wish I had a great name like Abby Zakos. You do. You're Charles W. Chuck Bryant, man. Come yeah, on. Snooze. Come on. Uh, she says, the classic group of friends in a horror movie that would never exist in real life. Uh, the jock, the popular girl, the nerd, the stoner, and the quiet one. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. But it's, you know. It's they, for, you know, diversity's sake of character, I guess. It's like a Dungeons and Dragons party. You know, everyone has to have their own little specialization. Yeah. And it's for story. It, it, everything comes into play. Everyone's special uh, gift comes into play at some point. <laughs> oh, right, exactly. You like know what I mean? The football player throws a, a vase yeah, exactly. with a perfect spiral at the and head. And also secretly has a heart of gold, you know. <laughs> Uh, all right, so that's trope time for the week. Another good effort from you guys. Thank you so much for your help. These are getting fun. 
The Home Depot wants every mom to have their own outdoor oasis this Mother's Day. Whether that be a new space to relax or a beautiful garden upgrade, at The Home Depot, you can give mom a gift that's as unique as she is with a stylish and comfortable place to entertain or relax for the mom who does it all. And with convenient delivery, you won't have to stress over getting it to her either. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers for the mom who's great with gardening? Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in our patios, walkways, and gardens with the Home Depot's Mother's Day Savings Event happening now. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Start your Mother's Day shopping and saving today by checking out the Home Depot's extensive selection online at homedepot.com or directly in-store near you with convenient pickup and delivery options. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. All right, segment three. Before we move on to questions, and I'll stream this. So Emily and I watched a movie a couple of nights ago called Game Night. Did you see this? Is this some kind of weird, like, Saw torture porn horror movie? No. Okay, good. Yeah, Emily's way into those. Cool, cool. <laughs> Go, no, I, I don't know then. No, it was it was just out, uh, geez, maybe even earlier this year, uh, starring Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams, Kyle Chandler, Jesse Plemons, and more, uh, directed by John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein. John Francis Daly, by the way, was uh, Sam on Freaks and Geeks. So he's a director now and a writer. Uh, and this was written by Mark Perez. And... I think it may have been one of those cases where Emily and I really needed a good laugh. We were have been you know, some stress in our life lately, and we ended up really liking this movie. Um, it's no Academy Award winner. I'm not saying that, but it turned out to be a very fun and funny movie. Uh, the plot is that these friends always get together for game nights is sort of what they do in their social life. And uh, Jason Bateman and Rachel McAdams are married, and then another couple of couples always come over and play game night. And um, Jason Bateman's older brother is Kyle Chandler from Friday Night Lights, a very rich, successful dude kind of overshadowing his brother. And he sets up a game night, comes into town, sets up a game night. Um, 
wherein it's a, a murder mystery. Like when you hire people to like kidnap one of your friends and then figure out clues to to figure this whole thing out. It all goes awry because uh, it, it turns out that a real kidnapping happens. Everyone thinks it's fake. Turns out it's real. And then it's a game of sort of uh, uh, whodunit mm-hmm. and cat and mouse for the rest of the game. And you don't know if it's real still or if it's part of this elaborate game. Uh, but it turned out to be really kind of funny. There was mm-hmm. a lot of – just a lot of little subtle creative director's choices and lines, uh, writer's lines and like funny shots that uh, made the movie much better than we expected it to be. Cool. It was good stuff. So is it like um... – is it horror-ish? No. It's more thriller-ish and comedy-ish? Uh, uh, definitely a comedy, but, um, you know, it, because it's about kidnapping and stuff, had that thrillery angle. Got it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, that sounds interesting. It's good. It's sort of a hybrid, but definitely a comedy. Of course, you know, Jason Bateman can do no wrong to me. What's it streaming on? Well, we it's new on to, like, On Demand. Okay. So you can get it on, like, Apple movies or wherever you get yeah. new movies. Yeah. Uh-huh. But it's not streamable on like Netflix yet. Cool. Yeah, that sounds worth like a couple bucks. Yeah, I, I totally recommend it. It's uh, again, it's not going to win Best Picture or anything. But if you're in the mood for just something sort of light uh, and and uh, funny, then I recommend Game Night. Good flick. All right, Noel, we're going to finish up with comment card. The questions from you to us. And we'll do five, as is our uh, blood pact. That we made. We did indeed. I'm still, <laughs> my thumbs is a little sore from that. So Sue Robins says, what film would you like to have starred in? Uh, a movie that's already been made. Like, would you want to be John Travolta in Saturday Night Fever or Al Pacino in The Devil's Advocate? You got one? Who would I want to be? That's a big one. I don't know. Because usually bad things happen to people in movies. At yeah. some point, so like the selfish part of me says, like, ooh, someone who is super rich. Yeah, I, I don't know. For some reason, Marty McFly pops into my head. That seemed like a rollicking yeah. good time. You yeah, know? I don't know. All right, I'll go with um, I'll go with Indiana Jones. Oh, that sounds cool too. Because why not? Why not? He gets out of it alive. You know he does because you've seen the movies. So yeah, why not just? I know I'll live forever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mike Ireland, Ireland says. What's a really great movie that you love but have the hardest time recommending due to controversial things like Too Gory, Too Strange? Um, well, I don't really ever not recommend something like that, but I will caveat it and say totally, this is a really tough movie to get through, mm-hmm. uh, but it, it's worth watching for sure if you can stomach it. Yeah, you also know some people are just like super against horror or like scary stuff at yeah. all. And if you know that they're that person, then maybe you wouldn't recommend it to them. Yeah. Because you already know. For sure. You know. So, Mike, we didn't answer your question at all. Uh, have you seen Hereditary, Chuck? Have you? Yes. I have not. And I've heard it's it's like upset, like so it, genuinely upsetting. Yeah, it it's, is. It's, it's very, really hard it to very get much through. Is. The closest thing I can compare it to in that way is Pet Cemetery. It's oh, got that kind of mean, like, use of family 
uh, trauma yeah. and, and loss and grief, and it just twists it around into this perfect, like, gut punch of horror. I've heard it's amazing. It's wonderful. Wonderful is the wrong word. It's right. horrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, I literally couldn't sleep the whole night. Really? I, was, yeah, I really, really, and I swear to God, I was confused about why I couldn't sleep, and I realized it was because of the movie. Yeah, my friend on, uh, I saw her on Facebook say, like, don't watch it. She was like, just, it's, just don't. it's literally that upsetting. It is. Yeah. I love Tony Collette, though. She's oh, no, amazing. She kills it. It's so good. I've heard like Oscar buzz even for this awful movie. It's very, very good. See, I have to see it. I'm not going to let Emily see it. It's though. interesting, though, because it's, like, it's one of those movies that has a, d- a disconnect between the you know the cinema score thing where they pull the audience and they leave. Mm-hmm. This one got a D oh, for, for audience, but like 96% on Rotten Tomatoes or something. So it's like this critical <laughs> darling. But I think audiences leave because it's such a gut punch of an ending. They're like, fuck that movie. Right. <laughs> like literally, you know? Interesting. Yeah. And, and by the way, when I say I won't let Emily watch it, uh, clearly she can watch whatever she wants, but she would never want to. Yes. You know what I mean? You don't want to be responsible for her. Exactly. Having seen it. She wouldn't, she wouldn't do it. She's not, she's like, why? Like, why would I want to be that upset? I agree. But I am the kind of person that I enjoy a movie that will do that to me occasionally yeah. because the power of films and totally and art, like, I don't mind it disturbing me. Well, sometimes you want to see what you're made of too, you know? It's yeah. Like, can I, can I take it? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, John Hoskins says, uh, why did the production companies need to be named twice at the beginning of a movie? Uh, for example, like a title card that says DreamWorks production. And then once the titles start properly, a fancier animated DreamWorks logo. Jeez, John, I don't know. I, I mean, there are rules that dictate that stuff. Um, I can't, I can't remember seeing redundant production company logos. Sometimes I feel like there's ones that are stylized to match the movie, kind mm-hmm. of. Sure. So, like, there'll be, like, the Paramount logo, and if it's for, like, It or whatever. Whatever the production company for It was had a little balloon creepy floating in the background of the logo. And it was animated specifically sure. for that movie. Or I wonder if he's talking about, you know, at the beginning of a 20th Century Fox production, you have the lion and that iconic mm-hmm. um, thing. Dun, 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 mm-hmm. And then it also says a 20th Century Fox production in the proper titles. Yeah. I don't know. Cl- clarify. All right. A couple more, Noel. Amanda Conley Powers, Will Beetlejuice Sequel Ever Happen? It's my favorite movie, and I go back and forth on it. As long as Michael Keaton and Winona Ryder are there, I'd give it a shot. Well, clearly, Amanda, I don't. we don't know if it'll happen, but you're probably just asking, what do we think about that? I'd be down. Yeah, I don't know. Tim Burton's not batting a hundred these days, though. So, and he feels like he's he feels like he's kind of on the cash grab train a lot of the time. So this, I don't know. I'd be I'd I'd be interested to see if he could really bring the same energy to it that he brought to the original. You know. Well, Michael Keaton, I would certainly love like, and with Nona, Winona Ryder grown up as um like the older character now. Yeah, and that's probably what the story would be like. Oh, her, of course, her goth daughter then. Yeah, yeah. Invokes Beetlejuice or something. I mean, I, I'm I'm into it. I just. uh I don't know. Burton's been letting me down lately. I'm such a fan, and I just feel like he's been kind of phoning it in for a, for a while. For 25 years? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Amanda, I'd like to see that, actually. Get get Michael Keaton in that uh, makeup and striped suit again is what I say. He'd look the same, you know? Oh, totally. That's the great thing about yeah, it. He'd look exactly the same. One of my favorite parts in that movie is when they're in the uh, when he's in the waiting room. And there's the the legs. Well, the, oh, well, that yeah, yeah. but the, the tiny uh, the head shrinker. Yes, oh, that's fantastic. And he goes, "Hey, let me ask you something. How do you get them down so small?" Yes. <laughs> like he just wants a tip. Yeah, a head shrinking tip. Yep. 
Uh, all right, finally, Robert S. Eldred says, what movie do you wish they would remake? Uh, maybe something where technology is better equipped to help uh, to help tell the story. Um, boy, that's tough. Because I feel like they're they're sort of remaking all of them these days. I always wonder, like, what drives that decision, though? Because it seems like they're weird ones that come out of the woodwork where it's like, um, well, now I'm having a hard time thinking of one, but there's one that I saw recently where I was like, why now? Like, what market research, you know, yeah. leads you to want to make this remake now? Yeah. Like, I could see them remaking a beloved classic like War Games. I mean, they did that with Red Dawn. Um, but I don't know with technology what would uh what would actually help a movie with poor technology cuz it seems like they're they're on that train like they're doing a new dune even though the first dune was was pretty great in its own weird david lynchian way i think that that's a good you know that's that that is actually a really good example chuck cuz i feel like they ran out of money on the original dune um it was a little all over the place uh what's the word tonally yeah, and it was it, not perfect it, and the technology wasn't that great if yeah. you look at it now it looks super dated, and Denis Villeneuve, who's done like so many iconic sci-fi movies at this point, the the Blade Runner uh, twenty forty nine, he did Arrival. I think he's gonna knock that movie out of sure. the park. Of course so he will. That's a. I think that's a great example. Oh, I've got one. You know what? Uh, give me a new Flash Gordon. That'd be fun. As much as I love the campy original, uh, I I think a Flash Gordon, a new Flash Gordon movie, and it's probably gonna happen at some point. I'm sure there's one in development right now. But that would be pretty great. They're remaking an American werewolf in London. Hmm. That seems unnecessary. Uh, there's so many great stories out there that are just languishing on the desks of executives. Do something new. They're remaking Big Trouble in Little China. Did you know that? With like The what? Rock or something? Oh, wait. I, I did. We talked about that actually when Kyle Kinane was yeah, in here. But that seems like heresy. Yeah. Just don't do it. All right, everybody, that's it for this week. Uh, thanks for joining. Thanks for the support. Uh, social media, you can find us at Movie Crush Pod on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. That's where we're hanging out these days. I'm mostly on the Facebook. So your homework for this week is Beverly Hills Cop, everybody. You're welcome. And you can thank Mr. Paul Shear for that one. Uh, Paul Shear, you know from The League and Children's Hospital, and uh, back in the day, uh, Human Giant, the great, great sketch comedy show with uh, Rob Hubel and uh, Aziz Ansari. And Paul is just awesome. He um, he has a new show. Well, first of all, he has a couple of podcasts, movie podcasts, one called How Did This Get Made? Uh, the great, great show with his lovely wife, uh, June Diane, uh, Raphael, and uh, Jason Manzukas. A uh, longtime fan of that show and a brand new podcast called Unspooled. Uh, where he and uh, movie critics sit down and talk about, I believe it's AFI's top 100 movies. And Paul ended up just being a great, great guy. I'm a huge fan of his work. And he wanted to come in and talk Beverly Hills Cop, a very, very classic Eddie Murphy movie, sort of peak Eddie Murphy, like I say in the podcast. So uh, we had a great time talking about it. And I'm happy to report that Paul Shear is just a, a great dude. And was super, super friendly and very generous with his time. So, thanks for Paul Shear. Watch Beverly Hills Cop to uh, brush up to crush out, as we say, for this Friday. And thanks a lot for listening, everybody.
This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done.